Trade season is almost here, and we already have a player floating around in rumors, a guy with former ties to James Harden and Daryl Morey. Also, Joel B makes franchise history yet again. We will break down all of it and more coming up on Philly Take with RB. Perfect. What is going on, everyone? Welcome into the show. Be sure to hit that like button if you enjoy this content. Subscribe to the show. Hit the bell so you don't miss any of the upcoming content. Before we jump right into the Sixers stuff, a lot to get to for sure. I do want to give a quick recognition moment here to DeMar Hamlin. Obviously, a very tragic, scary moment last night in the bills Bengals game. I know it's not the same sport. I know it's not the same team. But sports are meant to bring people together, and they have in the last 24 hours. Obviously not for a good reason, but um, yeah, very tragic moment last night with the Bills and the Bengals. And it just, it put the world of sports on a standstill for just a moment. And, you know, everybody needs to come together. And, you know, I just wanted to give this opportunity to, you know, say a prayer for DeMar and his family. And we all hope that he pulls through because, uh, you know, what a just scary, tragic, just horrific scene and and seeing him go down like that was obviously not easy for any sports fans across the world. Whatever sports you follow, you know, this is an athlete and a young man and a family member. And, you know, we all hope he will be OK. So I just wanted to give that, you know, opportunity for recognition. And, and we hope that he pulls through anyway, getting into this Sixers stuff, the Sixers. Take down the Pelicans in the rematch last night against the New Orleans Pelicans. Obviously, Zion exited late third quarter and still no Brendan Ingram. But let me tell you, the Sixers got it done, and I was very impressed with the win. I thought it was a huge win. The Pelicans are still a good team nonetheless, and seeing how they came out and dogged the Sixers just a few days ago, I thought the Sixers responded well, and that is the type of win uh, that you look at and say, okay, here's what we can replicate, you know, playing the two-man game strong down the stretch um, and just coming together with a full team win, Joel and James dominating the way they did. And then, you know, the rest of the complimentary pieces stepping up when they needed to. I thought it was a great win. Definitely something you can build on. The Sixers have now won two in a row and uh, they have a favorable stretch of games coming up that they can take advantage of. But uh, first and foremost, we start with the positive news of the day, and that is Joel Embiid. Once again, he does it. Joel Embiid named Eastern Conference Player of the Month for December. It's now his fifth time winning the award in terms of Player of the, uh, player of the Month, and he's now done it the most in Sixers history, just continues to dominate. I can sit up here, Tom Blue in the face, and talk about how good he is, and you know, a lot of platforms out there will not give him the recognition he deserves, but as someone who covers the Sixers and you know, has watched his career trajectory. I'm just proud of the guy. He continues to dominate. I mean, he's out here putting up 35, 40 nonchalantly a game, literally every game. And we're watching the games live, by the way. So, you know, tune into YouTube during the games. Now we're on playback as well, where you can sync up the game with my commentary in real time. We're changing the game, man. And, you know, be sure to tune into that if you want to, you know, watch the live game with me. But, um, you know, we're sitting there and we're talking. It's like, Joel Embiid's got 32 in the third quarter. How does he have 32? It's so easy. It's just effortless for him at this point. And he has that mindset going out there saying, I will dominate. I'm good enough. Nobody can stop me. And when he is on that level, I mean, he is a really, really scary player. So shout out to Joel for getting it done. 
obviously a slow start to the year, but you know, helping the Sixers go on a win streak and playing the way he did has just been magical, man. And, and you know, we we're all proud of him. I mean, he's just he continues to get better. Joel Embiid in the month of December averaged 35.4 points a game, 9.9 rebounds, and 4.2 assists. The assist is something I've talked about heavily here. You know, just seeing his teammates having better vision on the court, he's just been fantastic in, in all aspects of the game. Uh, obviously, he will keep getting better, um, and he's just been the leader. He is the leader of this team. Now, going back to last night's game, Something I want to talk about. I don't want to go into a full breakdown. Like I said, it was a good win. Something you can build on. But one thing that I've talked about heavily is the two-man game, right? And the last game against the Pelicans, the Sixers didn't run anything down the stretch. They had one play that involved James Harden and Joel Embiid running you know, a play together in the last six minutes of the game. And last night, they did it a lot more down the stretch. And see what happens. It works. You can convert a lot of these opportunities. And you can win the game. When James Harden and Joel Embiid combine for the amount of points they did, when they play as dominant as they can together, it's really hard to stop this team. And once some of the complimentary pieces get going again, Maxi coming back, looking like he's getting some rust off, it was good to see him play that way. Once Tobias gets back into his form, Melton. I mean, this team can be dangerous, but shout out to Rich Hoffman here on Twitter. He put one of these plays from down the stretch And he talked about how this two-man game late in the game can exploit a defense. And I agree 100%. It's a lot of what we talk about. So let's show this. So James Harden, again, here's Joel Embiid going to set the screen and see how Harden kind of motioned Tobias Harris over to the other side. And Rich says this is something that the Sixers can take advantage of because, you know, now they're going to set this screen, right? And now it creates that lane for Joel Embiid to roll. And once again, this defender right here in, in Valanciunas, he has nothing to do. He he really doesn't know where to go with this play. Does he stay back and let Harden haunt him with the mid-range float? Does he go back uh, and, and let James pull one up from the elbow? Or does he bite up and then let Joel Embiid go up for an oop or a one-bouncer? James Harden has been so fantastic with these passes. His vision on the court is second to none. I love watching it. And you see how easy this is? A little bouncer. And Joel's got a lane, boom, fouled, and one did the little roll as well. That was awesome. Uh, but just great stuff there from Rich pointing that out. It is literally almost unstoppable when James and Joel run that two-man game. And what Rich didn't even point out is if those guys trap, right, if another help defender comes, boom, you're kicking it out to the three-point line. And it's likely somebody's going to knock it down because our three-point shooters have been pretty good over the last month. But just wanted to show that. And uh, yeah, really impressed with the way that this Sixers team has been running that two-man game. And now it's going to be a test to see over these next stretch of games how you incorporate Maxi into that mix. I would hope to see pick and rolls with him and Embiid, uh, with Harden posting up a little bit, you know, on the, on the three-point line. So we'll see how it goes. But anyway, the last thing and the main thing to get to here is one player who has already been involved in trade rumors, and that is a former uh, tied to James Harden, Daryl Morey, and the Rockets, of course, and that is Eric Gordon. A lot of whispers about the Sixers reuniting and about teams like the Lakers and stuff, you know, going out there, even the Bucks, you know, inquiring about a player like this who has veteran experience, who has shown to be a proven three-point shooter throughout his career. Now, obviously, he is 34, and he's on the bit of a decline, and he's having one of his worst statistical seasons. But maybe he's just bored because the Rockets stink. They're nowhere near contending. And he's just been there 
for a couple years now, just spinning his wheels, honestly. But um, there was a quote a couple days ago where Eric Gordon was asked about the Rockets improvement from when the season started. And he said, quote, there is no improvement. And you can see his face. He just he's kind of disgusted. You know, I mean, he's being asked to go out there every night and start with a bunch of young guys, rookies and, and try to compete. But the competitive nature is not there. You know, it, it is time for the Rockets, even if it's not the Sixers, to move him to a destination where he can go compete for the final stretch of his career and try to grab that first ring. But like I said, when we look at his uh, stats and when we look at his contract, right, he's making $19.5 million this year. Next year, he's scheduled to make $20.9 million, and it is non, non-guaranteed, so he'll probably end up getting waived. Um and, you know, bought out or whatever and, and finding another team, if it even comes to that. But, you know, at this point in his career, for what Eric Gordon is worth, and when you look at the Sixers and you look once again at their hard cap space, uh, $5.5 million they have in, in terms of, you know, space below the hard cap. And obviously they still have a, a open roster spot, which I'm interested to see how they utilize that come trade deadline. I really don't think it's going to be like a buzz trade deadline where there's a lot going on for the Sixers unlike in years past, but there are definitely needs, right? An athletic wing, a backup five things that you need to address on this team. And uh, when it comes down to Eric Gordon, you know, I've made this topic of a, of a video about three or four times now. And before I said, you know, it's definitely something to entertain, but at this point, I just don't see it happening. The feasibility is not there unless you were to move a guy like Tobias Harris. Uh, Eric Gordon just is not what this team needs anymore. And I've seen whispers out there about reuniting with Daryl Morey. Sure, he may take a flyer on it, but it's just really not possible at this point based off what Eric Gordon is making, I guess, unless he was bought out or something like that. But um, yeah, I would definitely see the Rockets trying to move him at the deadline. There's no point of him being there anymore, especially after these comments. Uh, when you look at his stats, uh, he's averaging a you know 11.5 points per game, a career low. He's shooting 35.6% from three, which is his lowest in a long time other than a couple years ago. He seems to be on a bit of a decline. Like I said, maybe some of that is attributed to him just being bored and in a terrible situation. But at the end of the day, you know, you look at what the Sixers have in terms of their guard depth. Um, you know, they have Shake Milton, who's playing better than they, they now have Maxi that they can move around. And Melton has been a great addition. The Sixers have enough guards. I don't think they need to take a flyer on Eric Gordon. And honestly, I would say, along with the trade deadline, where we might try to address a need or two, not a guy, you know, who's making this much money, but I would say also look to use some of your in-house players. I still cannot put my finger on what is going on with a guy like Matisse Thibel, where he plays five minutes and then he doesn't play the next night. I just don't get it. You know, I don't understand it. The Sixers have had a drafting issue, but they've also had a development issue and they need to utilize some more of the players within house. We'll see what happens, but in terms of the Eric Gordon thing, his name is definitely being thrown around, and for me, it is it is a hard no. It is a hard no. Uh, I don't care if he's a former Rocket at this point. It, it just it would not make much sense for the betterment of the team. But those are just my thoughts. Give me yours down below in the comment section. Would you take a flyer on Eric Gordon? Give me your thoughts. Appreciate everybody for tuning in. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. And like always, I will catch you all in the next one. Peace.